0: The Daily Perspective is recorded live on stereo. All guests are selected at random and the conversation is never scripted. Guests are never censored, so parental guidance is advised. Enjoy the episode and don't forget to subscribe. I was born for his service. He filled me with purpose. Take your time while you worship him. I'm unplugged from the matrix. Believe a vaccine, I'm plugged into the matrix.
1: The Daily Perspective.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Daily Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Daily, and um, I want to we- welcome you to another week, another conversation. Um, look, man this uh, this is this is one that this is one that I think has been highly anticipated. This is one that I think that people have been looking forward to. It's a conversation that I think it it ruffles a lot of people's feathers let's let's just put it that way um so we're going to be talking about so i'm going to be i'm going to be on uh this is a conversation on stereo me and sayuri queen and we are talking about um i guess polygamy we are let's i don't know why i said it like that but yeah we're talking about polygamy we're talking about What you polyamorous relationships, whatever you want to call them, we're talking about a situation where a man has multiple wives. Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it good? Is it uh, biblical? Is it the way? Is it something that was normal and societally we have um, denormalized it? That's even a word. Um, anyway, that's that's what we're talking about But before we dive into that I want to thank everyone that is tuned in on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts Breaker, TuneIn SoundCloud, iHeartRadio Pandora, Audible Wherever you listen from I appreciate you I want to know that I want you to know that you are Truly appreciated Your support um, is appreciated You keep me inspired so keep keep tuning in keep downloading keep listening Um, I would appreciate some feedback so if you do want to drop me a comment let me know um, let me know your thoughts let me know how you're feeling about the show either hit me up on Instagram that's at dydaily Uh, you could talk to me directly on Twitter at dydaily you can um, drop me an email and that's david at dailyperspective.co.uk And um, you can also you can also communicate um, by joining a Facebook page Um, that's at Daily Perspective Network on Facebook. Um, Yeah, there's loads of ways to connect. Connect with me. Let me know how you're feeling. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know your thoughts and give me some of that feedback. So we are going to jump into the show right now. Um, as I say, we, this is a live recording that's done every every week on on um, Stereo. And if you want to be part of that conversation, download the Stereo app. Um, connect with me. My handle is at dydaily, and you can be part of the conversation live on Stereo every Wednesday. Um, I'll always I'll always let you know on social media when we're going live. Uh, but it's a regular show. We either go live. We're, we're always live between seven pm and sort of nine and ten pm, sort of thing, depending on depending on the on how the conversation is going. But um, yeah, dive in, join us, listen to the conversation live, participate in the conversation, drop your feedback. Anyway, we're going to get into the show, and I hope you enjoy this one. And I will catch up with you on the back end all right hello hello how you
2: doing i'm good you i'm good you
0: had a good week
2: yeah i mean considering what today's only wednesday so yes i've had a good week thus far
0: cool cool so let's get into this um, welcome, everyone. We are doing an episode of the Daily Perspective podcast, hosted by myself, Mister Daily, and Sayuri Queen, aka Wonder Woman. And we are talking about polygamy, if you want to call it that, or people with two wives. Um, and we both know a gentleman that has two two wives. We understand yeah. set
2: up. and he's I working on it. his curve. Sorry,
0: mm-hmm. I don't. And have he's
2: a working on his it. Turf. I know
0: there are some people that have a problem with it. Mm.
2: Sorry. I don't so, have a problem
0: with it. But... So, well, that's see. So we good. I, um. So if I if I keep if I keep this off, I'd say so. Let's let's explain the situation. Uh um, mm-hmm. He was he was married. He had a friend. Uh, they were friends with a couple. The gentleman and the gentleman that they were friends with passed away, leaving his fiance and a child. The his wife approached his wife and and this gentleman's fiance had a conversation. Um, they came to a, an arrangement that she should become part of their family and become one become his wife as well they took it to him and um he was he was okay with it he was agreeable and they have been they have had this relationship now for 20 years
2: yes well i think 14 years with the second one i think 20 with the first
0: one right so for me, now if I if I speak on my personal my personal preference, I couldn't do it personally because I'm not built that way.
2: Why I do you say that?
0: Um I couldn't maintain two women. Do you because, really think you couldn't? Yeah, because I think if for me personally and and this is i'm i'm talking about me personally i just don't think i have the time to dedicate to two women in the way that i believe they would deserve i struggle i don't want to say i struggle but there are times when i struggle to make enough time um with my wife at with my one wife and right you know i feel guilty when i when i don't give her the time that i believe she deserves so to add another wife in the mix and then have to maintain two relationships and um it's not so it's not about the financial aspect i'm talking about the emotional um aspect i don't think i haven't i would have enough time to sustain both emotionally at the level that they deserve. deserve. Right. Okay. And I think I, mean... would, I think I would be doing them a disservice if they were agreeable and they came to me with it. And I felt that I could, and I could manage it all and all of that stuff then, and, and we were all in agreement. then it is what it is. But personally, if, if they came to me with it, I would like with where I am now in life and stuff, I would say, I'm sorry, but I would be doing both of you a disservice. You would both be unhappy because I wouldn't be able to emotionally maintain you both. Right. So that, that's just my viewpoint. But I get that. So he's financially stable. He can provide for all of them. And he feels he can emotionally cater to both of them. He has been doing so for 14 years. Exactly. Can, can I be mad at that? Hell no. Hell no. But I know people, people have a problem with it. Um, people feel he is he is um, contributing to this culture of um, men disrespecting women and, and having multiple multiple relationships on the go at the same time and I think what people are confusing there is that um, there is, it's the agenda behind it In from his perspective he didn't go out seeking an additional relationship and then, this wasn't a sister wives situation where um, dude has a wife at home and then decides hey um, I'm not satisfied I'm going to go bring another woman in um, and I'm, I'm going to add her to the fold And I'm just going to increase my numbers That's not the right. way this went down This was The, the women approached them with the proposition Right So I think that when it starts off That way It's a completely
2: different thing Right But okay you have to think Why why
0: she even... Sis, I completely lost you there Sayuri still there? Okay, so you're just having a bit of um. All right, you, know, can you Oh, now, there, we go. there we go. With this you update,
2: now. it's been doing that all day, so um, I apologize. But no,
0: that's okay, so we were saying,
2: yeah, with that, um, you have to wonder why, as a woman in a happy, healthy relationship, there came a point where all of a sudden, it's like, why would you pose a question to say? Well, what about you bring her into our household what allow you know what in her would feel comfortable enough to say you know she has a child she has this she has that but I want her to be a part of our family because now what she had she doesn't have versus going out into the world and getting a whole new relationship and things like that
0: right Um so I guess I guess she looked at the relationship between them from a platonic level and, you know, there is that whole, if we want to take it there, there is that agape love. There is that, um, just that general sense of love towards that individual. Maybe Mm -hmm. she felt this man has so much love to give and I know that him, even if I brought this woman into, into this, he his love for me would not change or decrease,
2: right?
0: Because there has to be a level of confidence that she has in the in the love that they have between them to feel that his heart towards her would not change,
2: and that there she was feeling comfortable yeah. enough to share the man yeah. who she loved. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I again, from from the women's perspective, that is a brave thing. It is a brave thing because listen, um, we as men and Oh, Oh, actually let me, let me not generalize because some men may disagree with this. Some men may say that that's not the case. Um, but my opinion is that because we as men are very physical, um, If we felt that, um, let's just, let's put it blunt. If we felt like one was sexually better than the other, there would be a tendency to lean more that way. Now, could that have the other woman in her feelings? Definitely. Because I would imagine she'd be feeling, well, it was good enough for you before you knew something else so again there is that level of confidence that she must have had to feel hey there is nothing that anyone else can do that would change the
2: dynamic between me and him and it had to be more than physical it had to be more definitely. than you know all of that definitely
0: definitely i i i think there were definitely a number of factors in there that contributed to this decision um let's see what let's see what some of the people are saying because we we got a lot of people i, I knew we were going to get a lot of comments on this but they starting early
3: well apologies and i love you but i, I walked in i walked in a room and i left you two messages you know what i'm saying you know i love you to death whatever like that but I, i'm i'm guessing y'all boy andrew must have be blocked
0: who? I was in black when I came in the room and I pe- I touched on everybody thing. But either way, uh I love you, Queen. And uh how you doing, Mr. Dilly?
2: I love you too, King. What boy, Andrew? Oh, the King boy. Well, he wasn't up there too long. Yeah. But you know I love you, King.
3: Um, yeah, I mean that that's definitely interesting. Um, but, but those women were dealing in righteousness, uh, even in the uh Bible. Um, it says be a father to the widowless. I mean, to the uh, be a husband to the widower and a father to the fatherless. You know what I'm saying? So they kinda, I mean, that's not exactly what it's saying to do, but I mean, if, if you read it, um, you know, you can still get what those two women did with their husband. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? Hey, there's nothing wrong. There's no certain standard that you have to abide by when it comes to polygamous relationships. You, you you, more likely it's not it doesn't have anything to do with sex, but everything to do with essentially nation building or creating a stronger family foundationally wise. Right. And protecting more of our sisters.
0: I love and it. I understand.
2: So I, you I do. What that is. There are so many men in the world today that will say they don't want to date a woman with children. You, That's not who you want to make your home and house with. But those are fatherless children whom are not in the hole. But men will choose to, regardless of what the factor is, that's not what they would want to do. So how would this come about in today's society to be something more of a norm like why do some people see it as a burden? But this man would take on a whole nother wife, a whole nother child that wasn't his, and his wife decide that this is exactly what I want in my life. And let me pose it to my husband and see if he's okay with it.
0: So I think I think that we are in um society, we are at a point where a lot of men feel threatened by another man rightly or wrongly um, yeah i believe that you you always hear the people say well i don't want no baby mama drama i don't want no baby father drama but um the the real the the real issue is Are you confident enough to step into a situation and be a man in that relationship, therefore being a father to a fatherless child? And if his father decides, if his biological father decides he wants to be involved, are you mature enough and um, enough of a man to put your own pride aside to do what is right by that child to allow him to have a good relationship with his father are you both men enough to work together to confidently raise this raise that child to be a confident well-developed well-rounded individual sometimes we get in our feelings too much and I can say I would as when I was younger I would have probably been in that immature category thinking well I don't want to deal with another man and his child and I, I can't what's, what's going to happen if I try and discipline that child and that because that child isn't mine and all of that stuff that's yeah. immature thinking because really and truly if you are entering into a relationship and we talked about this last week but if you are entering into a relationship with someone that has a child um, the first part of, of that relationship is conversation and understanding what you how you will both maneuver and navigate that relationship. And that is a difficult conversation that you just have to have up front. It's um it's that simple. Have that conversation and agree what you both believe is an acceptable boundary. It's like okay I'm okay with you disciplining this discipline this disciplining my child but do not don't you dare put hands on it. Cool. That, that's an acceptable boundary. I, I'm okay with you disciplining my child, but I don't want you talking to him about this. Or, um, you know, if his father is involved, then I would rather his father does takes the, you know, you you can say X, Y, and Z, but then we have to get his father involved so his father knows what's going on and he is on board with how we discipline the child those are the sorts of mature conversations that we need to have and that goes that goes both ways that goes man to woman woman to man having those conversations if you if, as a woman if you're getting involved with a man that has a child already then have those same conversations it's about mature parenting it's about mature relationships that involve dialogue and conversation and i think a lot of us Fear to have these conversations because we feel that um we might scare the other person off or we might say something that means that the relationship won't move forward i would propose this if they are th- that my bad, I my phone. <laughs> uh, if, if they are too afraid to have that conversation if they are going to be off-put by that conversation, then maybe they are not the person that you should be considering entering into a relationship with, because clearly they do not have the emotional intelligence and em- emotional maturity to process the situation that they are trying to step into. Uh, uh, let's, should we hit, hit some of these other comments?
4: At the end of the day, right, as long as adults are all consensual and not breaking the law, then what's the problem with, with having two women or a woman having two men? I, I see no problem. As long as everyone is in agreement, it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't. And other people's opinions, it's just that. It's other people's opinions. It's meaningless, you know. Uh, they're jealous, obviously. Or they're, they're angry that they can't get a piece of the action for some reason or or whatever. Um But everyone's different. Everyone wants different things. And just because the thing that you want may differ from the thing that I want, I wouldn't get angry about that. It makes no sense, It even says in the Bible, do not covet.
0: so I hear what Alex is saying. um shout out to you, Alex. um thanks for the comment um, I do believe that there is and and I think again, we covered this a, a while back. Uh, I covered this on a conversation with um man baby. Um, we talked about the 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 design of marriage or the design i guess the Uh, purpose in marriage and we talked about the and we talked about it last week as well we talked about there is the way God instituted family I do believe personally now you may disagree with me from a biblical standpoint I don't believe it is possible it will it cannot work for a woman to to have two men because um you you create a household divided upon itself because it it has two leaders you cannot have two leaders in a a home a a home has to have a single um a single head a single leader who who defines the direction for that home if you have two men in that home you are trying to you're pulling in two different directions um that's just my standpoint that's my view Um, obviously there'll be people that disagree with that view, but Hey, that's, I'm saying it from a biblical perspective. Um, I do like what master servant said earlier, where he, he mentioned, um, what it says biblically about, you know, be, uh, be a husband to the widow and a father to the fatherless. Um, from a biblical standpoint, he took us there to a biblical standpoint, but, you know, there is nothing biblically that, that, that says that a man cannot have two wives there is nothing um, we see. It. King David had multiple wives. Solomon had multiple wives. Um, even Abraham, who had, who we only really talk about Abraham and Sarah, when he slept with Haggai, Haggai became his wife. Um, so there are multiple multiple counts in the in the Bible where it talks about a man with multiple wives. Um, there are no accounts of a of of it the other way around. Now people will say that that's because the Bible is, you know, patriarchal and so on, and it's misogynistic or whatever. but That's their view. But I, I'm looking at it. If I if I stand here as a biblical believer, that is what I base my foundation on. Um, now, in, in terms of Um, from what Alex said, from a legal point of view, we had laws instituted across the world that kind of say that polygamy is illegal. Now, why was that? Because now that was, I believe that that was when we introduced such things as the marriage certificate. And we tried to, again, they turned marriage into a business because biblically marriage was defined as the act of intercourse that was what defined you being married to an individual. When you broke that hymen of that woman, she became your wife. When you had intercourse with that woman, she became your wife. You became. So um, yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting point that, that's being raised. And I think um, if we want to examine it from a biblical standpoint, there are definitely a lot of angles that we need to consider.
2: yeah that's true i mean when it comes to the male and male i don't see i mean i understand the male and the female and the female only because the way it's been posed is that the male is still the provider he's still the head of the household and that's where you're going on the basis of the one male and then the females are more so they are helping one another like um i don't know like You know, like sisters, almost, I guess I want to I don't want to say sister wives, but like sisters, because not only would the burden not always fall on one woman to clean the home, to provide for the children, to nurture the children, to put them to bed or make sure they're well, you have someone to help you. I mean, a lot of men are not geared towards that type of nurturingness when it comes to the children. So, you know, some women would be like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. I have two children. But if they had another woman in the household that could help them as well yep. as help them do other things, you know, and, and wash the clothes or something like that, like do the growth. Maybe they wouldn't be so overwhelmed or wouldn't feel so frustrated with where right. they are in their position. You know, not that they don't love their children, but maybe some people need a little extra help. And not saying it's for everyone's household, but with that aspect, I can see it. With two men, I don't get it. And especially, oh, and there's one big thing that you have to realize when it when we're thinking about a man with two wives, everyone likes to think about it from a sexual standpoint. It is more than just intimacy. Because because the last time I spoke to the person whom you're talking about that has this lifestyle that we're talking. He's actually working on his third wife, which he hasn't even been intimate with. You know what I'm saying? So, But he's still wanting to welcome her into their fold. She's welcoming or accepting of it. The wives seem like they're okay with it. So she may possibly be his third wife. But I believe a lot of people take into account, oh, relationships, marriage, oh, sex, 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 we're sexing, oh, are we sexing together? A relationship, a family, a household, Takes more to sustain it than just intimacy.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in because we got a lot of comments, and then I'm gonna let them run through for a bit, and then we'll we'll dive right back in.
4: Yes.
3: But uh, I will say, as far as like uh, feelings goes, as a man, um, I don't think we need to be worried too much about what women feel and think, and this is no. Disrespect or a shot towards women. But um, I think we can agree that I'm not going to say most women, but a lot of women are indecisive with things that they want and they really don't know what they want. So they'll just be all right or they should be all right with whatever the man decides to give them, whether that's time, attention, uh, dates, you know what I'm saying? But as a man, we can't really get too caught up on that because we're more so responsible for taking care of the generations to come from this union and marriage. And so it's both the adults' responsibilities or all the adults' responsibilities to make sure that their children, children's children, have something to eat off of. I also believe that, you know, women should be comfortable with sharing their men regardless. One, um no matter what type of good man you think you might have at some point in your marriage if you are married, you probably have shared your man and they just didn't know it. but let's just say you didn't okay um one woman, I feel like one woman is not enough for a strong male. Now when you're talking on the lines of betas, or you can even talk to some alphas that, that feel like they can't, um, you know, take on two. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's okay. But but when when you're dealing with strong males, uh, one woman, definitely not enough. Um, I'll be back. But...
2: Interesting.
3: Once again, th- it doesn't have to do with, uh, you know, feelings. Like, I feel like women shouldn't be jealous because one... one And every four black women get married and out of that one percent and out of that twenty five percent or one fourth, uh, 52 percent of them get divorced. So. So here we have uh, a very disturbing statistic. And so how we fix that? You get strong men and you get mature minded women. All together and you have more marriages, you have bigger families, you have stronger families, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, we will never get back to that point again because we are family oriented. The one thing about polygamy is it's very family oriented, you know what I'm saying? And you don't have to worry about. And you're not you're not going to have to worry about, like, let's say if the husband goes out of town, him cheating because he's just taking another wife with him. You know what I'm saying? She's going to hold the fort down or you're going to hold the fort down while she's at the pound, you know, taking care of the children so he can make some money. You know what I'm saying? That way you don't have to worry about any infidelity going on. And that's a very important thing also that that gets looked over when uh, we're talking about polygamy, so to speak, that it does prevent uh, fornication, cheating. You know what I'm saying? Adultery. uh, You know what I'm saying? So it's just something to think about. But, hey, you had made a good point, though. No man in his right mind wants to date a woman with some kids. But there's a difference between a woman with some kids who is a baby mama and there's a difference between a widow. A widow means that she has the knowledge and understanding. She knows how to be a wife. So she's not just out here having babies. She was banking on this person to live a long time and starting a family with him. It's just unfortunate that he passed. So there's a difference between a widow with children, or or a wife that's divorced, predicated on the pond that it wasn't her fault that she got divorced, and a baby mama with with a whole bunch of kids. Where that that's just I'm not about to do that. I'll take care of another man's kids to honor him and his memory, like uh, Mister Daly explained. But I'm not taking care of another man's kids that's here alive and well, strong enough to work for himself. No, you just made a bad decision.
2: And so the child suffers
3: ooh that's, that's yeah.
1: uh,
0: no we we, we, we we go through oh man we got a new one already okay one last one and then we get back in
1: so basically you're saying that the woman with kids is uh, a negative to date because like that's kind of like uh, kind of hard to believe because most men uh before they do uh, nine times out of 10, most females are already with kids most of the time. Yeah. So
0: I think from, okay. So just to touch on that point, um, there two
2: he that. To the two may have caught the end of my statement because I didn't say that they were a negative. I basically stated that that is not the norm. If a man had to choose a woman that has a child, versus a woman that has no children nine times out of 10, actually almost 10 out of 10, he will choose the woman with no children. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, you know, but the whole thing is, okay, if we're, and then what the guy stated where he's like, okay, if the guy, you made the wrong choice and you are now having a child or two with someone that is a man or male, that's an able-bodied physical you know, physically fit, able to take care of his responsibility, but chooses not to or doesn't have the ability to or mentally can't do it just because for whatever reason, the way the man, the gentleman who made the comment is basically saying, well, that's not my fault that you chose the wrong man. And that child should suffer from being raised by a man who knows how to be a man because the mother even if it was that she made the wrong choice, they could have been a good relationship or, you know, somehow down the line, they had the babies. They were, you know, it's something that they decided on. Like you said, only one out of so many, what one out of four women, maybe get married. A lot of people live together for a long time, have children. Now they don't get married. It's not something that everyone is on their top to do loose, but that is not what we're talking about as far as the marriage, but we're talking about the household. It's the children who end up in these homes that still need to be guided and raised to proper so that we can break this cycle where there's men out here not able and willing and capable of staying and taking care of their children and their responsibility. Or even if they're not staying, to still be able to take care of their responsibility and their children. And that's where it is. But to say that she made the wrong choice, that could fall on the man. There's some single fathers out here that are raising children who the mothers have walked away. The world is has gone really out of order. It's completely out of order. Women walking away yeah. from children. What the freak? I don't I can't fathom that. But there's men out here. So what is, should a woman say that? Well, you chose the wrong woman and you're going to sit there and take care of those children because i'll go find someone else who may be their husband or their their husband or uh well yeah because you said married. they had to basically die in order for me to consider you with a child someone that i would want to marry i just feel like you're taking the opportunity for a great bonding a great blessing, a great tutelage of another individual male or female that you could be helping guide into a great individual off the table, because you're saying that someone made a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes. No one's perfect.
0: So I would say my take on that is that, um, if the, if the man decided that, or, I'm not even going to say the man, if the male has set, decided that he is not going to be involved in these children's lives or whatever, then you might, you or, you know, he's he's walked away from his responsibilities and has no intention of of you know, ever coming back to take care of these responsibilities or, or that's the perception that that's there then you may cons- you may as well consider him as not existing and and step in and take that manly role if you feel capable of doing so i don't see i i agree with you that i don't see why the children should suffer um and i i don't also don't see why the woman should suffer um in terms of missing out on a man that may be a leader in her life because she was with someone that maybe professed to be a leader and turned out to be something else. Um. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult, it, it sounds like a difficult one, but I actually, I don't think it is. I think, you know, we have to we have to assess the situation and step in as, as as men um there was another comment uh master servant made and and the thing is i i think master seven servant definitely had some good points i i disagree with this particular point about um one woman not being enough for 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 a strong man uh personally i disagree with that um i i as I said when I had this conversation with Man Baby, um, this is about personal choices. I think each individual knows what what works for them, mm-hmm. and if you have a situation that works for you, then then stay in that lane and do do you. Don't you don't have to be like other people because. Um, because you know that's what people define as strength your strength you know for me it's all about perspective it's all about it's all about your view or, and what just because one person considers that as strength um, that doesn't mean that you are not strong I think if you are holding down your household if you are providing as a man if you are handling your business you're doing what needs to be done if the children in your household, are not lacking and they are emotionally, financially, spiritually provided for. If your woman is, is um, emotionally, financially, spiritually provided for, if you are handling your business, then guess what? You are a strong man. It's that simple because Mm -hmm. the weight of this world, the weight of this world, especially for black men is a heavy load. Now I, I know that there may be, um, white men or whatever that may listen to this and feel hey what about us listen you have white privilege therefore you do not carry you've not been through what we have been through and you do not go through what we go through on a daily therefore the pressures and the strength required as black men is different and if a black man is handling these things and taking care of home and providing for for his wife and providing for his children then guess what in my opinion he is a strong man And if one woman is all he wants, then that doesn't take away from his strength. And if he feels that he has extra capacity to provide and to help and to do for other women and other children in whatever form he chooses to, then cool. If he decides he wants to bring those women and children into his household, cool. If everyone is in agreement with that, then cool, do it. If he feels that if he feels that he just wants to support from the sidelines because he can then cool as long as everyone involved is in agreement with that then that's that's okay i don't believe that um there is one prescriptive way of doing this but i do yeah. believe that that it is our responsibility as men to be a, a husband to the widow and um a father to the fatherless now Being a husband to the widow doesn't necessarily mean, as Sayuri has pointed out, it doesn't mean um, being intimate with her. It doesn't mean putting a ring on it per se. But what it means is if you have the means to provide for the widow, provide for the widow, if you have a means to support her um, in a way that a husband would have supported her, then do it if you feel inclined to do it and if your wife is comfortable with you doing so. Right. Um, let's see what some of these comments are. Okay.
3: Hi, Dad. Uh, what's up, D? Hey, Miss Miss Queen. How you doing with your beautiful self? I just want to say hi mm-hmm. to how are you guys. And you know what I mean? Let's get the show popping. Hey,
0: what up, Chris?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Wonder Woman. It definitely goes both ways. Uh, Dad, mother, it goes both ways. Um, I'm simply stating that, you know, if you're a baby mama, because there's a difference between a baby mama and a divorced mom. A a baby mama to me as a young, married 26-year-old and I've seen a lot of baby mamas Is just usually a a person with no standards that opens the legs up for anybody. Likewise, with the men, a man with no standards that sticks his thing into anybody and just recklessly has sex with with no account of what's to come and doesn't plan on being responsible for what's to come. Those that I'm not about to give my life up in servitude just so that child has a better life. No, I'm about to create children with a, a person, an individual. I'll be back. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that message sent, so I'm going to re You have to be with a like-minded person. Like, I have one life to live. So in my one life, I'm going to be with a person. Let's say my uh, next wife is going to be... Uh, um, she's a widow or, or she, she got divorced because her husband cheated on her. I can be with her. You know what I'm saying? Because she understands roles she understands what it takes to be a wife i can't be with a baby mom who doesn't understand her place her role or and she has a big opinion i have one life i don't want to be shrouded around pain sorrow grief and amongst other things uh drama you know what i'm saying so you know i, I feel bad for the children but she has to raise those kids herself i'm not going to do it me personally as a man um, because I'd I rather pick a woman who, who knows her role where we can create better children for society.
2: Okay, and I understand, now I understand what you're meaning by the two different individuals, you know, but I still feel like no child, you know, should still have to suffer, but I do understand in your definitional term of how you separated the two beings, and so yeah. with that, i'm I'm saying you know if a man is able and willing and able to provide, of course, and that's a whole nother apple because a lot of men nowadays they they i mean women are out making the men, so when you think of financially being able to take care of a household and maintain two women, I mean they may want to go get their hair done or, you know I don't know what type of you know you know, what type of women they, they got needs. So if you're the provider and you're the man, these these things are things that you're saying that I'm able to take care of and I'm willing to take care of without the stress or any anything that goes along or could go along with it. So, I mean, if you feel as though you're making that amount of um, income, I don't see, like if I would have met someone not saying that I couldn't do it myself, You know, I don't see an issue in it, but see, the problem is in the beginning with the two women or the three women, if you can provide, there has to be equality. There has to be there. I mean, there's no room for jealousy if everyone is having their needs met. And I'm definitely we're not sex is not on the table when I'm thinking of needs. I mean, like you have to make sure that you're investing time and attention. Are the bills getting paid? Are things getting done? Like if everyone's holding up their end of the bargain, not like, you know, two of them are carrying one and you're just along for the ride.
4: That Mm -hmm. is not
2: what's going on. You know, everybody has a place. And the whole point of having multiple individuals inside this one family structure, meaning either uh, one husband, two wives, three wives, is to make each person's load a little lighter. Just think if you have three people with three incomes, even though the man is the head of the house and he's the sole provider or probably making more or, you know, he's doing a little bit more financially to make sure that ends meet and cars and everything is taken care of. Imagine how much further that family can go with those three incomes. Most people nowadays, you can't even live in an apartment or home by yourself. Most people got three, four roommates in order to live in one place. Yeah, And they're not even dating these people. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like the world, the way it is now, it's even more cohesive for this type of environment to take place. But then you'd have to find men that are able to step up and provide. Most men can't provide for themselves, let alone a woman or two women. And I'm not even going to add children into the equation. We're just going to say women. So that's my thinking in it. Am I still talking? Are you frozen, DY? Oh, uh, D-Way, are you frozen? You're not talking.
3: Um, ideally, and and I get it. I get all my knowledge from the Bible, so I'm a little bit biased, but okay. ideally. Every one of us, no matter what you are Male, female, man, woman We're adults and we have to provide We live in a world now Where, uh, you know, they they want so much equality That there's not really no, uh, you know, specific uh, thing that we must do You know what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to really get at is That um, in the Bible it says a virtuous woman is like a ruby a diamond who can find her but it also says a virtuous woman also work and bring home to the household as well so i look at it as we got three adults everybody's working to provide a better future for all of us
2: i don't it's okay that you feel like you're a little biased i mean to me it doesn't matter where the information comes from whether you're spiritual or religious I mean, what works and what's best for society as a whole and people as a whole is basically the outcome of the understanding of this conversation, whether, I mean, can it work? How can it work? Why should it be able to work? You know, that's the question. D.Y., you may have to log out the app and come back in if you still can't talk. Um, I'm guessing you had to push the message for it to play, but I can't hear you speaking at all. Um,
3: I, I won't push the All message. that. All that little stuff like nails, hair, dresses, that that stuff comes comes and goes, you know what I'm saying? But but what stays, what's supposed to be staying is we have three sources of income coming in the house. You don't have to necessarily go and get a real job. You can work from home. You can sell clothes. You know what I'm saying? You can make food um, and sell dinners. You know what I'm saying? Anything. But the, the point I'm trying to make is You have Instead of one income Taking care of everybody And if he goes Guess what happens The income goes you, Instead of two incomes Taking care of everybody You know what I'm saying One's struggling If one goes uh, You have three incomes All coming in And provided for a household you, you, you Nobody's broke Everybody's living That's how the Mexicans do it I'm just saying You know We should adopt Mexicans is our people too we should adopt some of their ways. <laughs> Even though they think they're white, we should still adopt some of their ways.
2: Oh, Can you hear me now, Sayuri? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, yeah. The new update is crazy, I told you. It's been acting stupid all day.
0: Yeah, I was just like, I was there talking and I was like, ah, nobody can hear me.
2: <laughs> no, I already knew. Trust me, I've been on live since this morning, so I already know what's uh, going on.
0: Right. So, um, uh, how do I... Uh, so, for me, there is... Um, I get where he's coming from. I, I, I also... Feel, I get my knowledge from the Bible my and as I said right at the beginning I come from a biblical standpoint because that is my foundation mm-hmm. um, and that's why I do not disagree with or, or I do not take issue with people having um multiple wives mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i i do t- um, where I whilst I do disagree with his standpoint about um uh, the, not baby taking the children i understand mm-hmm. his standpoint i understand his definition of the two types of women um there was an interesting point that you made sayuri which was about jealousy so my question to you is that you know taking taking the sexual element out of it what are, the, what are the conditions that could create jealousy? I, I, get, I get the view of if someone is not pulling their weight, um, if you we, if we have a, a, a union with two women and one of the women is getting basically an easy ride in the sense of she don't, mm-hmm. have, to, she don't have to provide or she doesn't have to care for the children in any way or she, she doesn't cook, she doesn't clean. She just basically chills whilst the other wife is stressed the hell out because she's doing everything. I can definitely see anger, resentment, jealousy, and all of those things growing if the husband does not check that behavior. Um, Right. Are there any other elements that you believe could... So say everyone is pulling their equal share. What, what What could cause that jealousy?
2: you still would have to have the spi- the, the spiritual feeding the, you know the mental the emotional like you still just the same things that you would have to do in order to keep and nurture a relationship if you only had one person you would have to make sure that that's times two and a person cannot feel left out like making decisions and you're like why wasn't i part of this decision i'm part of this family You know what I'm saying? There's like, you know, big or small, like, okay, well, what we're going to eat for dinner, like, everyone has to be included. Everyone has to feel like they have a say. So no one is above or beneath anyone. You know, it's like we're a family. So if we're deciding this, why we all did not decide this? Unless it's a surprise type thing, you know, like, oh, I'm trying to surprise her with this. Okay, that makes sense. But don't say, okay, well, um, let's plan a vacation and we're planning to go here. But one of them had no idea you were planning it. They had no idea. They can't be left out. It's all, it's unity. It's all one. It's like, it's right. like two people, but multiple people.
0: Right, I get it. I get it. If you if you, you can't be, um, do not favor one over the other. Basically, do not do what... Um, uh, let me get this right it was Jacob right I'm sure it was Jacob that was married to Rachel and, and Leah and he used to treat Rachel better because he wanted Rachel but he didn't really love Leah so he tra- treated her bad um, so using that biblical example um, and, and God and that's why God made Rachel barren and allowed Leah to have children until a certain point where God then opened her opened. Rachel's womb. Now, that was because of of the way she was being treated. She was being treated unfairly because he favoured one over the other. And I guess that's the Mm -hmm. example that you're given. Um, Mm -hmm. I was going to quickly revisit a point that Manservant made um, because he was talking about uh, virtuous women. Um, And just, just to say, you know, yes, Proverbs 31 talks about a virtuous woman, but also if you go to Ecclesiastes seven, um it talks about uh let's see. Uh where, here we go, here we go. Da, 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 let me I want to start at the right point so I'm not just reading everything for the sake of it. Um but if I start uh at 20, verse 26, I discovered that a seductive woman is a trap more bitter than death. Her passion is a snare and her soft hands are chains. Those who are pleasing to God will escape her, but sinners will be caught in her snare. This is my conclusion, The teacher says the teacher. I discovered this after looking at the matter from every possible angle. Though I have searched repeat- repeatedly, I have not found what I was looking for. Only one out of a thousand men is virtuous, but not one woman. But I did find this. God created people to be virtuous, but they have each turned to the, to follow their own downward path. Um, so, I mean, we can say that in the Bible, there's an argument that about virtuous women. But there's also an argument about it where it's saying, "Hey, no one is virtuous apart from hey, well." Because all people turn down their own path. And I guess that's the nature of, of what we define, as, what the Bible defines as sin. Sin is about, sin is self-serving and it's, um, it's rare. And, and if, we, if we look at the example, what we were talking about today, what would stop this from happening in the right way today, it is that self-serving nature. Because a lot of men can be self-serving. But if you are going to be someone that is going to have multiple wives, you have to be someone that is willing to serve others rather than to be self-serving. And it sounds it sounds ridiculous when you look at it from a a logical point of view, because you're thinking, hey, you're the man that's that's benefit, benefiting from having multiple Mm -hmm. wives. But really, it's the other way around, because as a leader, um, people misunderstand leadership. Leadership is 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 having a servant a a true leader has a servant attitude you serve those you lead because you have to lead by example you have to teach how does a how does a son learn what leadership is he learns by example and the only way to show him is by serving him and show and 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 doing for him so he sees what he is supposed to do um i hope i'm explaining that right but um But you know, so for me, I think a lot of people make the mistake of um, thinking that to be a husband to many, you have to, you know, it's a it's a privileged position, and in 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 a way, it is because you understand that it, it's a privilege to serve those women, um, but. Again, by serving those women, those women learn to serve you. How do you receive what you are looking for? You receive what you are looking for by giving what you are looking for. So, um, I believe that having that servant attitude as a leader, um, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about. And people don't get me wrong. This is not a, about a man being subjugated by his women. I'm talking about um, when we talk about serving as a leader, it's about serving. It's about love, it's about provision, it's about caregiving, it's about emotional support, it's about spiritual uplifting. Those are the areas that a man serves in. It's a man's responsibility to get down on his knees and pray for every member of his family. It's a man's responsibility to go out and put bread on the table. It's a man's responsibility to put clothes on their back. It's the man's responsibility to take care of their personal needs by providing the okay. money so that they can go and get themselves taken care of. So that is yeah. what I mean by serving. So, you know, people don't shouldn't get it twisted and think that it's an easy road to walk. But then, the the people that would understand this journey. Um, You have to be virtuous to understand this journey. You have to be virtuous to do this because you will you have to understand that it's not about you. It's about the people that you are bringing into your household.
2: Right. Definitely.
0: That's what people uh, need to understand. Uh, we got more comments. Let's uh, let's jump into these.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean essentially that's how it happens but you still need somebody to like give the final say. That's where the man comes in. Like people think like polygamy is like just strictly male dominated and it's not like literally it's it's actually more females in a relationship than it is males. But the male makes the last and final decision. That's it. He just what he say goes. That's the law. So if you have some suggestions if you want some suggestions? Make your suggestions. If you have a certain good idea about some things, and, and nine times out of ten, if you got a good righteous brother, you, you got a decent man. Like he, he's going to be like, you know what? Uh, that's a good idea. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to give you a hard time. People think it's a tyranny. It's not going to be a tyranny. But you know, it, it is going to be where the laws lay down, and the man has to take his role and be like, hey, you know, this is what's going to happen. This is the best choice for us, and. You know. Okay. Mr. Daily, hey, I just want to bring it out, bro, because you bringing out the scriptures. You got me in the spirit, man. I'm going to just get this one to you real quick. This is a uh, Sirach or Ecclesiasticus chapter 16. verse 2. though, they multiply rejoice, not in them, except the fear of the Lord be with them. So rejoice, not in the multitude of people, trust not in their life neither respect Their multitude for one That is just is better than A thousand and better is To die without children than you Have them that are ungodly so this Is the point I was trying to make about the Baby mama supposed To the the virtuous woman that was Married and she, she's become a widow Right so so Even the Bible this is God's word It's saying it's better to die Without children than to have Them that are ungodly for by one that has understanding shall the city be replenished, but the kindred of the wicked shall speedily become desolate. That's Sarah chapter okay. But but some good uh some good chapters to read in the Bible that will give you very good detailed understanding about uh our relationship specifically with men and women, um is uh Sirach or Ecclesiasticus, with the C U S at the end, chapter twenty-five through twenty-six. But this is verse thirteen, chapter twenty-five. Give me any plague, but the plague of the heart, and any wickedness, but the wickedness of a woman. Right, verse sixteen. I had rather dwell with a lion and a dragon than to keep a house with a wicked woman. The wickedness of a woman changeth her face and darkeneth her countenance like sackcloth. Her husband shall sit among his neighbors. And when he hear it, he shall sigh bitterly. So when he hears her say, hey, Tyrone, hey, Mr. Daly, you know, he's going to sigh like, damn, this bitch, you know what I'm saying? All wickedness is but little to the wickedness of a woman. Let the. My fault. All wickedness is but little to the wickedness of a woman. Let the portion of the sinner fall upon her. As the climbing up a sandy way is to the feet of the age, so is a wife full of words to a quiet man. Right. So this. So. So when, when I'm looking for a woman, I am not about to get with a loud, boisterous woman. I'm just not. It says all wickedness. This is verse 19 in Sirach chapter 25 or Ecclesiasticus. All wickedness is but little to the wickedness of a woman. And, and these are the baby mamas that I'm talking about. This is not every woman, but these are the baby mamas that I'm talking about. As the climbing up right. a sandy way is to the feet of the age. So imagine your grandma trying to climb up a hundred foot hill of sand, right? So is a wife full of words to a quiet man. Stumble not upon the beauty of a woman and desire her not for pleasure. So when we're talking about polygamy it has nothing to do with pleasure. Right. Okay. Exactly. I
2: agree. I definitely agree
0: on that one. Yeah, so um man let let me be clear. I'm not disagreeing with with your standpoint about um you know how you feel about the, the baby mama situation. Um you know, I I look at it this way. Um, you know, biblically, I, I look at the standpoint that God is love. And you know, it, it says that i need to I need to remember I'm sure it's in corinthians where it's talking about um or its it's talking about the gifts and it says the greatest of all of these is love mm-hmm. now i look I look at grace i look at i look at life from a from a standpoint of grace and if I can be gracious toward- towards fatherless children irrespective of the um the circumstances. Then that is what I would hopefully want to do, um, if it's within my means to do so. Again, I, I don't, I, I don't think there are there are men out here that go out here and make promises that they can't keep. I think that that is worse than not make than taking no action at all. Um, you know, do not. It, uh, if I take it from a from a biblical point, there was uh, it says it's worse for you to put your hands to the plow and take it away than to never have put your hands on the plow at all so i, I look at it that way don't make promises that you you can't fulfill um, but if you if you can be gracious towards fatherless children in in irrespective of the the situation and the circumstances then i would implore people to do it um, i would i don't suggest that you have to get with a baby mama by by your definition because yes clearly your definition is is of someone that is irresponsible with their um with their sex um and someone that clearly has no regard or or care for, for who they lay with or the circumstances by which they lay with people ie someone that is disrespecting their their temple. Um so I agree with your definition of that. Um I agree with your viewpoint that a, a widow and a divorced wife is different from a baby mama in that based on that definition. Um but I also have a viewpoint that there are women out here that have wife qualities and wife um, and understand the, the roles and the responsibility of a wife, but have never been in that sit. and never been a wife because, um, as Sayuri said, the opportunity hasn't presented itself. And maybe they were working towards being a wife. Maybe they had children and they were working towards being a wife. And suddenly, the man showed he showed his ass, and that's and it became a situation where where she she stepped away because he wasn't really the man that he was professing to be um so definitely understand the dynamic that that you're you're talking about and i, I definitely understand where you're coming from um when you talk about um a wicked woman because from yeah. a biblical standpoint that def- that she's uh, someone that behaves in that way would fall into that definition but then um, a wicked man would also we also have to consider what god would consider wickedness from a, a man's perspective and I, I think a man that that, that doesn't act graciously could for and again i'm i'm not this is not aiming disrespect or aiming um any kind of this is not shots at anyone i'm just stating a point of view um i believe that a man that doesn't act gracious towards fatherless children could be considered wicked but that's my opinion from what i read biblically um and i would love to hear your point of view on that uh, manservant if you if you do have a point of view on that please please share it because i do value what you are saying you are definitely bringing some really interesting interesting um Perspective to this conversation and we, we appreciate it for anyone that's just tuned in, you are listening to the daily perspective with me, Mr. Daly and, uh, Sayuri Queen. We are talking about, uh, polygamy or two women, uh, uh multi- ha- households with, um, one man and multiple women. Um, this conversation is a very interesting conversation that has arisen on, um, multiple shows that i've hosted so we wanted to dedicate a show to it we wanted to really dive into it um let's jump into the comments and then we'll we'll come right back
3: yeah yeah but um i think me and you might disagree on what love is um to me i go i go to john chapter 14 verse 15 and it says, if ye love me, you keep my commandments. So love is just an action. Love is, if someone asks you to do something, you do it. So love to the most high is, you keep my commandments. So anything after that, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, okay, as long as I'm keeping the commandments to that the most high gave me as a man to, to do to you, that's love. Anything extra is like, mm, I can do it, but if it's not in the plan to do it, then I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just like the word of God says, right? Look, I, I can't help it that you made the decision to lay down with a with a man that didn't take responsibility. But I also read in the Bible that the 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 portion of the sin falls upon the woman who chooses to live the lifestyle that she chooses. And it also and I also read that you should stay away from them. So that's where I'm coming from. I, I feel for them, children. I feel bad for them. And when they get older, I'm going to try to reach out to them. Best way I can. But as far as me raising them, no, I have a responsibility and a duty to raise righteous children unto God. And so I'm going to pick the best option that's that that's the best way for me to to complete God's word. So Luke in Luke chapter 14 and 15. I, how, how do I love God? Because that's the first person I should love. Right. And I'm about to go into Matthews and show you what Christ said.
0: OK, cool. So. Um, let me just so the 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 point the scripture that I was talking about was in First Corinthians 13, it's the whole chapter of 13. Um, talking about love is the greatest. Um, uh, actually, it goes on beyond that, it goes into, um, it, it, it goes into Are we talking about as
2: well. your definition of love? Are we um, trying- yeah, so
0: I again, okay. I get I get what where he's coming from. I really do. I agree. The Bible does say, "If you love me, you will keep my commandments." Um, but again, let me let me let me play the middle here, and let me just propose this. Um, it says, "Love." But
2: wait a minute, wait! I hear a child in his background, and I heard him say, "The next time he gets married." So, being as though he made that statement. Uh, did you follow your father's commandments in order to have the life that you have currently but go ahead
0: okay so um if i could speak all the languages of the earth and the angels but didn't love others i would only be a noisy gong or clanging cymbal if i had the gift of prophecy and i understood all of god's secret plans and possessed all knowledge and if i had such faith that i could move mountains but didn't love others I would be nothing. If I gave everything I had to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It doesn't demand its own way. It's not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Never loses faith; is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now, our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know is now partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So for me, that is what I refer to when I think about love. Um, It defines the characteristics of love. Love is patient, kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. Um, It doesn't demand its own way. It's not irritable. So, you know, when I think about love, yes, of course, if I love the Lord, I will keep his commandments. I do not dispute that. I do not dispute that at all. Um, that 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 is a, that should go for for anyone that, that professes to be a person of faith. But if we talk about if we look at this scripture, what happens? And and I've, I've heard some, you know, I've heard people say things or use scripture in a particular way. Um, and you know, I, I for me personally, let's let's call a spade a spade. This is what the Bible tells us about loving others. Um, It wouldn't say these things if loving others wasn't important. Um, At the end of the day, you can give to the poor, but if there is no love in it, then what's the point? And that's that's what I mean when I say about being gracious towards fatherless children. Those children had nothing to do with the circumstances. They didn't even ask to be in this world. So why why as you know why wouldn't you love them enough to raise them? You know, put put aside put aside the circumstances of how they came into this world. Why would you? You can. Um, none of us were born righteous. Hey, hell, none of us are righteous right now. We in we are. God's the righteousness that we see is is the, re- the righteousness that God sees in us is the righteousness of Jesus because He sees Jesus when He sees us. It's not about we can. There is nothing we can do to earn salvation or 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 um, His mercy or anything like that. It's a gift. It's a free gift to us for believing in Him. Therefore, we cannot claim or boast in our own righteousness because it is not our righteousness, it is the righteousness of God. Therefore, why can we not extend the same grace that was extended to us to others? And that is what I mean. We need to extend that grace to those children to love them and by loving them from a from. from a point of grace we teach them to become believers and when we teach them to become believers they inherit the righteousness of 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 christ and they are seen as righteous in the eyes of god and that's me talking about it from a biblical standpoint if i want to argue that point um that's just my take and that is my view on it now they may, uh, master might have a different perspective on, or a master servant, sorry, um, might have a different um, perspective on that, but hey, I've just laid out my my view and my opinion. Uh, let's get to what Network Pro has to
1: say. going oh, no, on, everybody. I just jumped in the conversation and I heard the love situation. I mean, in the Bible, it only speaks of one love, like the brother was saying, but you got five different levels of love. You know what I'm saying?
3: Okay. Um, elaborate on what you. Mr. Daly, I, I, we're, we're on the same page. I think you're just misunderstanding what I'm saying. I'm just saying me personally, I'm not going to break my back to help a child that is essentially a spawn or essentially going to be a demon. That's all I'm saying now. I understand that I feel for that child. I have empathy. You know what I'm saying? I I wish, you know, that child wasn't in that circumstance because I was a child that grew up like that. But at the same time, he's going to have to learn on his own. I don't have the time of the day. I'm not going back down that road and resurfacing. I'm going a newer route. But as far as the husbands, if we go to Ephesians chapter five, verse 25, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So as men, we have to be a living sacrifice. We have to essentially be a servant for our household. But what I'm not going to do is be a servant for an ungrateful household. You see what I'm saying? The, the, the ungratefulness starts with the wife, but it eventually it, it trickles down to the children if you're not careful. So that's what I'm saying about uh, everything that I've mentioned so far. But verse 26 in Ephesians chapter five, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. So the water is actually not a physical baptism, but it's the word. That's what it's describing. So as long as I'm teaching my uh, household correctly, according to the word of God. Yeah, I know, baby, then everything, everything ain't going to be smooth, but everything going to be smooth for the most part. Verse 27, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy without blemish. Actually, yeah, perfect. So as long as I'm teaching the word of God to my children, you know, people can disagree with it all they want to. But according to God, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Uh, Verse 28 So ought men to love their wives As their own bodies So the same way I love myself I have to love my wife So there's no But but that's when I begot a wife You know what I'm saying A man that finds a wife Finds a good thing But that's that's the key word A man that finds a wife She's not a wife yet But he found a wife Before she was even made a wife You get what I'm saying So it goes back to that mentality Some women are wives Some women are not And that's just all I'm saying big bro But um, I'm going to finish reading verse 28. He that loveth his wife loves himself for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourish it and cherish it, even as the Lord, the church, for we are members of his body, of his flesh and of his bones. Right. So we all got our roles to play. Some people play the hands. Some people play the brain. Some people play the eyes. Some people play the ears. But we all have our role to play. And once you figure that out, life will be blissful.
1: I mean, what I'm saying is, you know, uh, agape, that's God's love, you know, agape. You may have heard that word before, agape. You know what I mean, that's God's love unconditionally, you know what I mean? Without no flaws, I love you. With all your flaws, I love you. Then you have eros, uh, stores, and the uh, filials, if I'm not mistaken. And these are just different types. You have a friendship type of love. I mean, that's your boy. You know what I mean, that's my homie. I love you. You feel me? And then you have that romantic type of love between you and your wife. You know what I mean, that's It Yeah, man, it's just a whole lot. It's... But if I could to master, uh, master uh, the, uh, the brother, I figure I can't think of your name right now, bro. But you know I mean, if you have an opportunity to correct something, you know, what I mean, if you 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 say you won't break your back to potential, as uh, a potentially. Have a child on the right track Or he potentially Going to the wrong track Well that's just doing God's work If it's a potentially you could do something for this child To help him or guide him to a better light Then that's your responsibility You know what I mean Our Father who art in heaven Hallowed be thy name You know what's going on You took an oath to be a Christian So you got to live and, and, and do these things Under that oath
3: Yeah, you breaking up real bad, Mr. Danley. You breaking up real bad. Uh my bad, Daily. You breaking up real bad though. Yeah, I didn't hear nothing after the uh the last message that you sent me. I mean that you played by me. Um yeah, you breaking up pretty bad, dude.
0: Yo, so uh, this uh, stereo app is going crazy at the moment. So apologies for the for the quiet periods. Um, Sayuri, I think you have frozen as well. So you might want to shut the shut the app down and come back in, like you advised me to do. Um, so apologies, apologies if you if you missed anything I was trying to say, master servant. Um, but I was basically saying that I respect your perce- your where you were coming from because I now I now understand where you was coming from when you were saying that, you know, it was you being in that situation. So like I said, I I, I get your viewpoint. I get the, the point that you were trying to make that, Hey, for you personally, it's not something that you, you would do. Um, and I was saying that from my perspective, um, I grew up in a household where we had my parents kind of had an open door policy. We um, my parents would would look after cousins or basically kids whose parents were in another country. Our house was always open to them. It's not that, you know, my, 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 my mom, my dad would feed and do whatever they could to help other people's children that they felt needed love. And it was, it was that simple. So that shaped my perception of what being a father to the fatherless was like, because my, my pops was willing to be a father to anyone that needed a father. He was willing to, to um, guide, offer advice, um, leadership, whatever um, was required. So that kind of shaped my perception of what you had to do. Um, but, you know, like I said, um I definitely get your your viewpoint because it's based on your personal experience. Sayuri, you back with us? <coughs> oh man, I think her app is frozen again. Um Sayuri, I think you frozen again.
3: A postman, I feel you, bro. I feel you. And trust me, I tried that. But it, it comes down to ultimately when you're dealing with another man's child and another woman's child, your your authority only goes so far until they be like, Mm-mm, that's not right. And I dealt with this situation with my own sister. I'm the child's uncle, so I'm already obligated to him. But she would not let me discipline him or raise him because, uh, you know, she, she was out here living loose. And she knew that that, that I, I knew the way to get him on the right track because I'm doing better than his father did. So obviously, I know more than his father does. But she didn't want to take it. So I I, I learned through scripture. Like, this not only applies to other people, it also applies to the people inside your family. That's where I'm coming from. So I, I, I do take time, as much time as I can, to help raise my little, my little nephew, right? But at the same time, I can only do so much, but I'd be damned if I put myself in a situation where I have to live with a woman that is like, like, because you have to understand kids eventually leave the house and grow up and go to the, go on their own. But you're stuck with that woman, especially if you live by God's laws. I'm not about to be stuck with that woman. Right. Even Christ said, unless you can, unless you uh, can forget your son, your children, your wife, your mother, your father. And follow me into the kingdom of heaven You shall not answer that's, that's what I'm on That's what I'm on My wife knows that She thinks the same way I do So that's why we can live in unison You know what I'm saying I'm going to raise my kids to think the same way You know what I'm saying If we're going off If we're doing something contrary to the scriptures Or contrary to righteousness Don't listen to us when it comes to that Go the opposite way
1: yeah, the master servant. He was still making some good points, and I mean, you're speaking through ex- experience. So I understand where he was coming from and everything. But at the same time, man,
3: I think, I think, I think we're getting mixed up the difference between being a father and being a coach. I can be a coach to many, um, many of the youth that's young, you know, that's misguided. I can definitely be a life coach to them You know what I'm saying I don't have no obligation to their mother But in the situation where I'm talking about I'm talking about where where me and the mother Are in an intimate relationship And She's not acting right You know I You know let's say Because with me I court women first Before I, I would date them Before I even have sex with them I court them You know at least six months But if longer so be it But I'm going to court you and I'm going to find out things about you. And if I find out that, you know, you're not the type of woman I thought you were, i am ski. If I run into your son in the streets, I'm going to give him the best advice that I can give him. But as far as me and your moms go, no.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah, I get I get that point. I get what you're saying. Um, Sorry, I wasn't I was. I was leaving out the part about the, um, being with the mother. Now I wasn't even considering that, considering that angle. Um, obviously, um, I go by the, by the view that you you should not be equally unequally yoked, meaning you should have the same mindset, meaning you should have the same belief system, meaning you should have the same views. You should have, um, you should be of one mind. Um, Obviously, Sayuri and I already talked about this point that, you know, that's uh, that's something that should come up right at the beginning, early conversations about how you are going to fit together as a family unit. And if, we ha- if you're already going to have them issues where you can't agree on what level of discipline is going to be allowed between you mm-hmm. and the child that you are going to be raising, Um, Then you have to agree to disagree and maybe part ways because you will be creating conflict in a relationship and um, there will be no peace because you cannot be at peace when you cannot operate the way that you want to operate um, in terms of in, in that relationship. And if there's no agreement in how you want to operate in that relationship, then neither of you will be at peace. So it's best to not enter that and it's best to know these things up front. But this is, um, we touched on this last week. This is the problem that we have in today's relationships that many people are not doing the hard work up front. Many people are not being transparent about their intentions or not many people are not being transparent about, about their capacity and their capability to be a provider or to be a leader or to be a father or, or, or any of these things, um, So it creates a problem and it creates friction and it creates an unstable and unsteady household and therefore a household with no progress and no direction. And eventually... You lose the the true structure that you should have in a, in in that home, where you should have uh, a father or a man leading the home. And eventually, you find that the woman has to step up and take the responsibility and lead, because a lot of men fail to do that and and want um, to disappear. You talked you talked about it, Master Serv- Servant, about you know um, men that just out and they don't want to be there to do to do what they, what they're supposed to be doing so um, I think we're on the same page I'm not saying that you have to just because you want to be a father to those children um, you have to be with the woman um, I understand now so so yeah um, I agree you can coach those children you can still be a, a father to them even though you are not with the mother but if you and the mother can agree, um, and can be of the same mind, and can be equally yoked, then by by all means, then why can't you be together? Because clearly you've agreed on the same spiritual direction, on the same um, family and um, cultural direction, and you've agreed on the same emotional direction, and all of those things. Therefore, you are forming an equal bond that should allow you to be the sort of man and be the sort of father and be the sort of husband that you need to be and she in turn can be the sort of wife mother and person that she is designed to be and it will all work together and you can raise those righteous children so you got anything you want to add to that so are you there Oh, we're having some mad technical issues today. So while we're waiting for Sayuri, I'm going to jump to the comments.
1: Respect, Master Server. That's that's much respect. I got to give you that Took my hat. You live righteous, man. You live righteous. Yeah, you're probably right. Because right now, it's, it's about what? I got my two kids, two of their friends, and I think it's another girl in the backyard at my house right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You think I'm not giving them little keys to the life right now? It's all different. You got a Spanish girl, an uh, Indian girl, and I'm black. So, you feel me? So, it's, you
3: know, take a village. Yeah, Mr. Daly. Yeah, yeah. We're on the same page now. I, I think we just had a misunderstanding because um, I, w- I was just specifically specifically talking about marriage. And I think you were talking about in general. So, yeah, yeah. We're on the same page, man.
0: Dope. Uh so Sayuri, you're back with us. Oh man, what's the... oh man, sis is having some real real uh, technical issues today. So um okay, let let let's um let let's take it here then. Um, why why do we feel that the, the world has such a problem or why do we feel that there are so many people that have a, a problem with this view of a man having multiple wives and having um if he so chooses so let's 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 be let's be completely fair and transparent with that if a man so chooses to have multiple wives why do we feel so many people have an issue with it um i would start by saying that clearly um a lot of people do not understand the um dynamics of marriage from a biblical standpoint and that um the the structure that Christ in, that, that God instituted um repeated in the new testament when he said um, husbands be love your wives as christ loves the church now because if we if we talk about it there are multiple 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 members of the church um but there's only one one father of the church there's one only so the church is the is the bride is the bride and and christ is the bridegroom there is one bridegroom but there the the bride consists of many many individuals so uh, again i just find that 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 Allows for that structure that that God allowed in the Old Testament. It's still allowed in New Testament, but it, it is if an individual chooses to go that route. It's not saying that it's mandated for people to go that route. Sayuri, you're back. I keep thinking you're back and then and then it goes quiet again.
3: Uh, I will start by saying it's indoctrination Um, uh, we were conquered we forget Um, the Africans that were brought over and the indigenous both in uh, South and North America uh, were conquered and we were forced to believe certain things we were forced to believe a certain way Christianity was forced to believe uh, and adopt a certain lifestyle kind of like the Hellenistic Jews During the time of Alexander the Great, they were forced to become Greeks or Gentiles. Um, So, what you have nowadays is us fighting for uh, a doctrine—the only doctrine we know. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like it's like when you seen that uh, show uh, uh, on—forget what it was called. I think it was called Good Times with the uh, dude Dynamite. Dynamite! Y'all know that old show? I'll be back. It's kind of like when his little brother, the little light skinned dude, was showing the picture of a uh, black Jesus and was like, this is the description in the Bible that describes this person. Can we put this up instead of this white Jesus who, who I don't know who this is, according to the Bible? Right. And she was like, yeah, for a day. But this is the only Jesus I know. So this is who I'm going to hold on to. Right. So as a nation, we're holding on to stuff that was forced forcibly put on us. So, before, uh, slavery, you had many polygamous relationships and there was no problem with it. You didn't have, uh, so, you know, a brother having an evil eye towards one another like we do now in the gang life. You know what I'm saying? So, that, that's really what it comes down to. We've just been extremely indoctrinated and it's hard for us to get out the doctrine when we present, you know, an old way of life because this doctrine, This doctrine uh, caters a lot to the woman and women feel like they've been forgot about but if we get back to righteousness um, I I don't think that women would really have a, uh, a problem with brothers dealing righteously but when you bring up polygamy in a worldly view it gets a bad reputation because it is just about sex pretty much you know what I'm saying it's not about anything else but that but when you bring it up in a righteous context, in a, in a na- nation-building custom, um, it, it takes a whole other, you know, avenue, and it brings a whole different weight to it. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that's why they fight against it so much, because they're like, mm, it does make sense, but I don't want to do that, because I'm not used to that.
0: Right. That part. So, we... um yeah we definitely are not used to it anymore we're not used to um that lifestyle that was presented to us from a biblical standpoint we are not used to um pursuing or chasing righteousness um, because that's not the way that that's not what's cool that's not what's fashionable that's not what is um presented to us um to be fair, if we go on what, on on the, I guess what we want to call the secular world, um, the things of God are long forgotten. The things nobody nobody even wants to talk about. The, the they don't even care about the doctrine that you are talking about. The doctrine that that was given to us, let alone um, taking it back to what we originally were, and and the the true biblical aspects of life Uh, i believe those things are long forgotten and they're not even respected or wanted by modern society so it makes it difficult to present a view of uh, of a polygamous relationship that isn't purely about sexual gratification or sexual greed um it the only view of polygamy that people have is a misogynistic one where a man is um, looking to sow his seed and spread his seed as far and as wide as he can um, with <laughs> it's kind of that whole um, in the uk we call them waste men um, but it's that wasteman syndrome where you want to have kids all over the place but you don't want to do nothing or or look after these kids that's the view that people have of of a polygamous relationship now because that's the world view of it um putting that biblical spin on it putting the biblical like you said that nation building angle on it complete it's completely different it is completely different it's about it's the foremost part of it is about creating a, a a godly structure for family creating a godly community where um a wife is provided for and treated as uh, Christ would treat the church, loved unconditionally, um, loved and washed and cleaned by the by the Word of God, um, raising godly and godly children and creating an environment for the love of God to thrive. Um, yeah, that's 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 a I, I love the way I love the way you you put that.
3: Yeah, and, and you are a hundred percent correct. You said we don't want it, and they're not respected by modern day society. And, and see, that's the problem. That's why I advocate so hard for the old way of doing things because we see what's going on nowadays. Our, our children are being sexualized. Literally, I seen a video of, of and, and I know in the fifth grade we we you know I had to sit and watch a video, but you know it was educational. Now they have a video. Whereas it's literally little kids saying, you know, yeah, sometimes I touch myself. I, I have a problem with that, especially being a father of a young child. I have a major problem with that. And, you know what I'm saying, this is, should be a conversation that the parents should have with their children, not the school. And so we're, we're approaching a time of exceedingly wickedness. And, and that's just what it is. So anything righteous is going to seem bad. It's going to seem evil. But that's, that's scripture. And that's how I know that, you know my faith is strong enough to keep enduring.
0: Uh, You ain't going to hear me arguing with that because I took my children out of the the school system and we decided to home educate our children because for those very reasons, for the, the fact that we were having a wicked system spending, well, sorry, we were having our children spending more of their time Away from us in a wicked system than spending their time in, in, in a home where we are trying to instill godly values in them. How how can you instill godly values when in um when they end up spending the majority of their time in a system that wants to condition them to believe that that they are less capable, that they are um, only worth being sexualized? That's both our our male and female children that they are just objects of desire um they are fetishized fetish fetishized that that's that's the way to say it um um our black because our young black girls develop faster than than white girls and our young black men also develop faster than young white men and have um physiques and statures that are manly by a very young age so you know our children are over sexualized they are um, fetishized as i said um they are taught that things of god are not important or of, of value and the way that the, and the world system so you you have your children being conditioned in a particular way outside of your home um To me, that was not Um, although I felt the godly values we were trying to instill instill in these children were being eroded by the time they were spending in the school system. And and to make it worse, the school system was telling them, was putting limitations on what they were capable of. It was telling them that they shouldn't aspire to be um, more than a particular level they shouldn't aspire to or they are only capable of achieving an intermediary grade or they are only capable of achieving a lower grade or whatever and that i don't know if they can dream it they can believe it because god has given them the capacity the dreams and the and all the skills that they need to achieve those things. If they can dream it, God has put the power in them to achieve it. The only thing that can limit their capability is their willingness to work hard for it. And their their desire to chase that dream, that God given dream and their faith, if their faith is strong enough, their faith can move mountains and those mountains that stand in the way between them and their, and their dreams can be removed by faith. So, um, you know we we took that decision and we took them out of the school the, the school system to bring them into an educational system that was founded on biblical principles and uh, a belief that they're capable of doing anything and right. to instill that in, into them um, i think a lot of what we see is is a shift for, because so many and and i hate to say this but this doesn't Um, And it's going to sound like I'm bashing white people. I'm not bashing white people. I'm just stating facts. They don't do this to their own. They only do this to ours. They don't have an issue when a white man has more than one wife. They have an issue when a black man does. They don't have an issue. You know, it feels like they do not want us to return to a certain state that is how i feel about a lot of this they, they they don't feel they don't want us to return to a kingdom mindset because if we are if we embrace who we were created to be if we embrace um, what we knew before before we was we were enslaved and subjugated and i'm not talking about just the people that were taken to the americas i'm talking about um even the ones that, that stayed in Africa were subjugated because uh, hey, we were colonized. what well, colonizes colonization is just a fancy word for enslavement. So let's keep it real where black people were enslaved at home and away from home. So it, they it's like they don't want us to return to a state pre-colonization or pre-slavery because when we do, the power and the wisdom and what we unlock is too scary for them. Point blank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sayuri, good to have you back.
2: Yeah, my the signal thing is crazy.
0: Yeah, I've, I've dropped out so many times. I, I, I don't know what is going on. It's stereo. this new
2: update. It's this they, new update. It's so crazy.
0: Man, they need to sort that out. Sort it out, Stereo. Uh, Let's see what Master 7 is
3: saying. And it's funny, uh, Mr. Daly. uh, I I, I was, unfortunately, I wasn't homeschooled. But fortunately, I did have a mom who, although she worked 16 hours a day doing heavy highway construction, um, still had enough time to teach me on her off days. And she used to teach me that, um, you know, Totally off subject, but you know, former presidents were you know don't don't glorify them because uh, Jackson used to be my favorite president. I used to love Jackson on a twenty dollar bill, and then she told me about him when I was very young. I think it was like seven or eight. So I went back to school, and when we started learning about the presidents, I called. I started calling the teacher a liar. I'm like, you're lying because you're not you're not saying everything there is about this man. You're only saying some parts about this, man.
1: Mm.
0: I'll tell you what.
3: Because you knew the
0: truth. I saw something yesterday. where We were talking about um, uh, what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a hundred years ago. Um, and I was like, it was crazy because, um, you know, not many people knew about it. And it's crazy it sounds crazy, but when I think about it, it's not crazy because history history is what is history. History is the account of the person that won. That's that's all it is. History is the account of the person that won, and the, and the accounts of the people that didn't win become um, folklore and whatever else they want to call it because it's not recorded in any. It's not recorded or documented in what becomes mainstream um mainstream media or mainstream publications or whatever um, and what they tried to do was erase erase all accounts of something great that existed because they didn't like it that's all they did with the whole Tulsa thing. they went and they burnt and destroyed um Uh, a thriving black community because they saw that black people were as um master servant said family-centric unified and working together to create community and they didn't Mm -hmm. like it and they tore it apart destroyed it then they tried to erase all accounts of what they did that is the history of America. That is the history of the United Kingdom. That is the history of the French. That is the history of the Dutch. That is the history of the Germans. That is the history of the Russians. Anywhere that was predominantly Caucasian, that that had an army um, to conquer or to colonize, as they like mm. to call it, that mm. is what they did.
2: It's crazy. Mm. I didn't. I didn't know about that. I guess there's something else I need to research about. I don't a, know I mean. There's just it's it's
0: it's just I don't know, man. It, it's there's so many things. I I believe when you start to dig into our history as as a people, it it's why it irks me so much when I see um, black people killing black people. It's why it hurts me so much when i see us disrespecting each other and not realizing that we are royalty it's it's we are the ones that have been hard done by we should not be the ones doing wrong to ourselves
3: And and trust and believe, man It it definitely got me suspended But did it give me a whooping? Hell no My mom was like, hey, you know The truth will set you free And the truth is more important So I'm going to render under Caesar To what? Caesar's So if I have to pay taxes, I'm going to render it up You know what I'm saying? If I have to obey certain laws of the land I'm going to have to obey certain laws of the land But if those laws go against the laws of God I'm not doing it You see what I'm saying? So I'm going to render what's to God's to God, and that's righteousness and truth. So at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? A a lot of us, that's the reason why people have a problem with a lot of things that are righteous, because uh, it's the truth, and it goes against what we've been indoctrinated in. You know what I'm saying? Just to sum it all back up into one point. Yeah. That is so
2: true. That
3: is so true.
2: But see, with all that information that you have, the information, like you have, that's the stuff that we don't learn. Our true history that our children are not learning in schools. And that's why I still say, regardless of what, you know, causes a child to be without a mother or a father, you still want to be a influential figure in that child's life if at all possible. If by any means you shouldn't neglect the fact for any reason
0: yeah no doubt i agree uh, and i'm glad um i'm glad man's master seven and i cleared that up that yeah we were on the same page that if you can be a parental influence in this child's life irrespective of whether you choose to to carry on in a relationship with the mother or not um you know do what you can to to provide that great coaching and guidance to the to this young child because um you never know where your influence will take this child um so i'm glad we, we definitely cleared that up i'm glad we definitely had this conversation i appreciate master servant for being a part of this conversation um sayuri as always i always appreciate um you being in these conversations with me you are a great co-host um so i wanna i'm gonna I'm just gonna wrap this up here because I think um I think we it, we're at a good point to wrap it up but um mm-hmm. that we can we will be back we will be back So you and i love love doing shows together because you guys always come through and come through with a good comments and uh these conversations about real relationships and real um challenges is how we learn it's how we become a better people it's how we become what we need to be to raise the right sort of children and to re- and to, to prepare the next generation with the knowledge that they won't be given in the mainstream um, educational system. So um, if we keep doing this, if we keep working together, if we keep educating each other and having an open true dialogue, real conversations about family and relationships we can grow together as a community. Um, I'm going to hit you up on my, with my socials so you can catch me on uh, Instagram at D Y daily. You can catch me on Twitter at D Y daily clubhouse at D Y daily Facebook, David daily. You can follow daily perspective network on Facebook. Uh, You can catch a daily perspective network. uh, I believe it's called daily network on, um, on Twitter as well. Uh, Daily perspective network on Instagram you, as you can see, I'm trying to build the Daily Perspective Network to bring you content like this on a regular basis. So there will be plenty more shows scheduled. Uh, Sayuri, you want to hit them up with what you what you got going on and what's coming next with you?
2: Absolutely. Well, you know, um, right now with the Mercury and the retrograde and everything that's going on, I'm definitely trying to take a pause on interaction and things like that because there's a lot of You know, I just want to keep peace on my mind, body, and spirit as far as what's going on. So I know, like, it should be till, like, the 18th of June. So I'm kind of just, I know I have a show coming this Friday. But I'm really kind of just, other than the affirmations that I typically do right now, we're not doing affirmations anymore. We do the letting go. We've already affirmed a lot of things. And now we're trying to make sure that you clean your house. And your temple, your mind, your body, let go of things that don't do you any good, anything that is not prosperous in your future and helping you grow as an individual. So um, I definitely co host that with um, Crypto United TV, normally Monday through Fridays every morning or every day. can't say morning because I'm still working on different terminologies and things like that, but enriching yourself, definitely. But um, you'll definitely see us again with another relationship-type topic, I mean, Mr. D.Y. Daly and I. So um, I feel like we do add a nice balance to it in being a nice married man. I am married, but going through different things, but male and female perspective on things. Definitely. So I think um, that's how that works. But I thank everyone for definitely their input. So we all kind of basically came to the decision and the conclusion why um, possible multiple wives in a relationship and a marriage and a union would be beneficial. Men need to uh, definitely adapt and walk into their rightful roles as providers, as men um, in the home to women, to children, and things like that. So hopefully the society can get better and not worse.
0: Yeah. I hear that. Um, so before I go, I'm just gonna let you know you can catch me on Sunday with um Shadow Sun Studios where we do a show uh called Biblical Bias. So if mm-hmm. you are not subscribed for that, please subscribe, tune in. Uh today this this Sunday we're gonna be talking about prayer and how you conversate with God. So yeah, that's a, that's going to be a fun fun conversation. Um, we we love doing that. We love bringing uh, a new perspective to Bible study. So if you if you're interested in that sort of thing, definitely tune in. And as Sayuri said, we will be back with another relationship topic in the not too distant future. Um, so we're going to respect um, Sayuri's uh, decision to to sort of step away for a little while. So we will schedule it after June 18th. But um yeah definitely stay tuned. We 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 will we, we will be back with more um, interesting topics like this. Um, but for now we're gonna play the last comment and then we will bid you adieu.
3: Yeah I followed you at I followed you and my name is uh Shea Boogie95 on Insta. I followed you. Oh uh, yeah, so just follow me back here.
0: I definitely will do, bro. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up now. Um, as I said, thank you for listening to the Daily Perspective. Um, this podcast will also be available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, TuneIn, all the major p- streaming platforms. So please subscribe to the podcast, share it with your peoples, let you p- let your peoples know what we're doing, um, and we appreciate you. And we will catch you. On another episode
2: Peace Have a good day
0: So that was the episode uh, Yesterday Recorded yesterday Live yesterday On stereo um, Like I said You can tune into these episodes live And be part of the conversation I want to shout out um, Master Servant Who was part of the conversation Yesterday uh, Dude came through With some knowledge He came through With some um, Really good points um, and he was, you know, he really, really put himself into that conversation. And I appreciate that because that's what this is about. It's not about me being right or me being wrong. It's not about him being right or being wrong. It's not about, um, you know, one of us trying to push our own agenda upon the other person. But it's about facilitating conversation and facilitating dialogue. Um, I appreciate Sayuri for bringing a female perspective to it. And... Um, it's super interesting to see how um, a, f- a female feels about the polygamous relationship. It's um, very interesting, and where you would naturally feel that a lot of women would Im- women would Im- immediately be objective um, towards it. You know, she expresses um, an understanding of why pe- why women would get into it. Um so it's 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 interesting to get that perspective. Um, like I said, I think it's a personal choice. I think uh, you will find men that are willing to be polygamous and you would find women that are p- poly- willing to be polygamous, but you would also find men that are not interested in polygamy and you would find women that are not interested in polygamy. I believe it is an individual choice from a biblical standpoint. Um, there is nothing in the Bible that I have come across. And if you have some, uh, if you want to refer me to something that, that you believe, um, change it, that, you know, where it went from, you can have uh, where God allowed multiple wives to you can only have one. And you, you have some biblical biblical reference for that for me. Please, please, please share with me. I am not, I do not object to um people correcting me if I'm in if they believe I'm in the wrong. Um, so please, if you have that, share with me David at dailyperspective.co.uk or hit me up on Twitter at dydaily or Instagram at dydaily. Um, so that was that was the show. That was the that was the perspective. Um, I think it I think if you so, how do I put this? Let me put this without, um, I don't want to get anyone, I don't want anyone to get in their feelings. But the most important thing, in my opinion, is this. Understand uh, a few principles. If you are going to do this, it is not about sexual gratification. Um, I believe, um, as man's Master Servant was saying, um, this was about being, it's, started off as a family-centric thing it, it was never about uh, sexual conquest or um you know a man just wanting wife upon upon wife upon wife uh that's why there is a difference biblically between wives and concubines um and um man that, that might be another topic that we get into um so uh anyway but that is that is an important point to draw out. The second point is that there is no biblical reference of a woman being married to multiple men, not in a not in a in a positive context. Because I do not believe that God instituted it that way. Um, I also believe that biologically this is this is why it is it is only. Possible For a woman to bear a child With one man Within a certain time frame Whereas a man could have Five, six, seven, eight, nine women All bearing children for him Within the, exactly the same time frame I believe that the way God instituted it um, Was so that it would fit Where the man would be The head over uh, Multiple parts of the body so if if we want to so if we imagine that the the family unit as the body um, the man would remain the head and you have the 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 wives and the children forming the other parts of that body that family so I believe that God instituted it that way physically biologically because he wanted to keep that order Um, so again the last and, and probably the most important point for me is that this is about personal choice and personal uh, and what is agreeable to people as a family and as um, you know when you the people that are involved in the relationship and and I think there's another part I want to explore because I always talk about what defiles the marriage bed, what defiles the covenant. Now. It would be interesting to have that conversation because does that mean that as a husband, you form a covenant relationship between you, God, and the first wife, you, God, and the second wife, you, God, and the third wife? Um, Is that how the the, the structure works? Does that mean a man can enter into multiple covenants, um, but the woman only enters into one single covenant? so I, I would love to explore that That is probably another, another Area that, that we will dive Into In, into, in, a, in a bit more depth In, a, in another episode But um, as for this one um, It was a good conversation I look forward to Hopefully receiving some feedback from you guys uh, Share your thoughts Definitely share your thoughts on social media Let me know how you, how, um, What you think Use the hashtag uh, two woman, man. Uh, yeah, you use the hashtag two woman, man, uh, so that we can track the conversation. Um, yeah, and, and get at me on on social media. Let's let's have a conversation about this, and let me let me know your thoughts. Anyway, that's about it from me. I am gonna get up out of here, but before I do, I would like to remind you that you can. Um, Download this episode From your favourite Streaming platforms Or you can stream it live If you want Um, But you can most Definitely subscribe to it On your favourite Streaming platforms Whether that is Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Breaker Spotify TuneIn, Whatever it may be And you can also Share it with Those people That you believe Would be interested In hearing this Um, So that is Something that I would Really appreciate If you could do Because the more People that listen The more Um, We can develop conversation And the the greater the content That we can bring you So please Share this um, Subscribe to it And um, Interact with me Feedback Let me know what you're thinking Suggest some topics And we can dive straight into this Definitely subscribe to Stereo And follow me on Stereo At DY Daily And Take good care of yourselves Take good care of each other Remember Continue to be safe Observe uh, whatever the rules are in your area regarding the pandemic and COVID-19, uh, get yourself vaccinated, all of those things so that, um, you know, life can, well, life's never going to return to what it was pre-COVID, but you can return to a level of normal normalcy. Um, but yeah, I will catch you next week on another episode of the Daily Perspective podcast. Um, have a great week. God bless.